What's going on, everybody? You are now tuned in to the number one podcast, Surrounded in a Shroud of Smoke. Funny guys, money lines. I am Bump. You can find me on Twitter, at BumpyBetSlips. I'm sitting here with Hunter and Nick, and speaking of smoke, where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm. And I'm sitting directly next to one of the hottest fires in Connecticut right now. Oh, shit. Hunter, tell us about the last couple weeks, man. It's been a journey. Yeah. It's been a journey. You're on a heater. I am on a heater. If uh, if the play stands, we are recording right now as the Baltimore Orioles go into bottom of the, going to the bottom of the ninth against the Milwaukee Brewers. We have Nicholas's mom interrupting us. <laughs> um, they're going into the bottom of the ninth, 6-3. Uh, one out. Runner on first base. If that holds, I will be on a 5 or a 15 to 2 heater in the last 2 weeks. That's 15 wins and 2 losses mm. for those of you who can't count or determine what a record is. Correct. Like if you're illiterate to sports, you probably had no idea what those two numbers next to each other meant. Right. But hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you're not uh, illiterate to sports cuz that would mean you're just like people that really love and care about us and I don't think those are the kind of people that I want listening to this podcast. I think most of our audience either loves sports or gambling. Or both. I don't know what the fuck else you do. Or sports gambling. Or sports gambling. Or the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets. My son got the Denver Nuggets jeans. <laughs> the Denver Nuggets. Speaking of jeans, they they walked into Miami with the white jeans on. You know, that's the big deal in Miami when you're at the nightclubs. Everybody wears white jeans and these, you know, very light satin button up as well. That's what Jokic wears every day in the off season. That's the kind of guy he was. So playing in Miami, he felt at home. That's what it looked like. The the two stars of the Denver Nuggets went into that arena and they looked like they belonged there. Both of them with triple doubles. I'm talking about Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. 30-point triple-doubles. Yes, 30-point triple-doubles. The, triple the first time that that has ever happened in the NBA Finals. And the first 30-20-10 game in the NBA Finals from Jokic. Yeah, who yeah. happened to have 40... Or wait, no. I saw a stat line at one point and said 40 minutes, 30 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. So I was, yeah. I'm a big numbers guy, so I, that uh, that was pleasing to the eye. We love 40, numbers. 30, 20, 10? Yeah, it was, it was really was, very cool mm-hmm. to see. That's, um, that's synchronization. Something yeah. like that. Patterns. Numerology. Yeah. Either way, it's tweaked out. Yeah, These no. guys, he's really... Bugged. He's bugged. They really pulled away there in the second half. In the first half, it looked like a back-and-forth affair. It, specifically, the first quarter. That was... It, that looked like a dogfight. They're just going back and forth. Uh, it didn't really seem like anybody had a real edge there. Jokic was... There were some questionable calls with Jokic where... He wasn't getting the calls, and then he had some weird offensive fouls. Uh, Cody Zeller took a nice flop there. Uh, yeah, there was a point where Gabe Vincent got like three fouls in a minute. Yeah, that was almost that, all of them questionable. I mean, if I remember correctly, it, it's so strange to see the Miami Heat team play like where they're they're right there and then they're not, and they're right there and they're not. It's hard to describe that the the way the way they play. It's very um, physical, but nonetheless, we love physicality. Yeah, of course. J- Jimmy Butler with twenty eight points, Bam Adebayo with twenty two. Just that's really where their scoring stopped. Caleb Martin played probably the most meaningful minutes off the bench there, and he had ten points. Max Struess was nowhere to be found. Well, he had Martin had ten points, but he also had like a like a twenty second stretch where he scored eight of them. Right. So where was he most of the game? Right, right there in the third quarter. Yep. And that was the last of the Heat's offense in the second half. Yeah, Yeah, that was it. They weren't hitting any shots. They looked horrible. I mean, Adebayo and Butler are splitting twenty shots apiece, and Gabe Vincent is the next with ten. They're not really spreading the ball around like they were in the earlier rounds. No, they look rattled. Specifically Jimmy Butler. They look very different. 
from what we saw in pretty much every other series and every other game. Like they look, they looked last night. I think the worst that they've looked all playoffs. Right, but game two they looked almost the best. Right, Jimmy Butler has not been near the factor that he needs to be in this series, and they've run. If you look at the first half of of the last game and even beyond that, they run their offense through Bam. Right. Why? Well. I mean, if he's making shots, well, he looks he, he looks really he, good. He looked really good. He they were looks good. The rock, and he was doing what he was doing. But yeah, I also like you, the philosophy of playing inside out. But yeah. they they even have Bam like bring the ball up a lot of the time. Right. Like, come on, Jimmy Butler's on the floor. Let Jimmy run the offense a little bit more than he has, and maybe you'll win Game Four. That'd be cool. Did you guys see uh, Kyle Lowry go down with an injury in like the last minute of that game yep. last did night? He? Yeah, he yeah. Did he? Yeah. I'm not sure if it was serious or not, but. After that, like, like Spo was kind of running his starters, and it was kind of, like, questionable because I think they were down, like, 15 at that point. With, like, yeah, between between 15 and 20. Yeah, and, like, and he – or not starters, I'm sorry. Kyle Lowry's coming off the bench, but still, that's, like, a pretty important piece. He piece, runs yeah. the offense off the bench. So yeah. You don't want him to go down in the last minute of a game, which he did. So, very questionable from Spo. I don't know. Everybody seemed uh, very out of character last night, including Spo. Right. You look at the end of the game there – Spolster was kind of preaching the same thing that Michael Malone did after game two about the effort. It didn't look like effort was there. Right. Jimmy Butler, in what I saw from after the game this morning, he looked exhausted. Like, absolutely exhausted. What is that trip from Denver back to Miami? Is it is it tough on... Is this travel in this series... Some of the worst travel there might be for a team. You would think that it would have uh, positively impacted the Heat more than the Nuggets because they're going back to home court and, like, you know, they're kind of used to obviously playing in South Beach. Yeah. It's interesting to see that the Nuggets were able to, like, just eat that fucking road trip. Right. And the Heat kind of, yeah, like you said, came out looking sluggish. Jimmy Butler's looking exhausted. You they're kinda, tired. You go into the series and you think, okay, they're going to go from playing at sea level and playing a mile high. And then than Denver in the opposite vein. Somebody killed someone. Yeah, this there's is an ambulance siren in the background. I don't know if it's being picked up by the mic, but somebody is definitely suffering from smoke inhalation. Yeah, inhaled too much. Uh, have we even? Ha, do people know? Do the people know what's going on here? Uh, if the northeast part of the country is enveloped in wildfire smoke, enveloped. From, yes. Surrounded. You from all sides. Yeah. Yeah. No, we are engulfed. Engulfed. Mm. We have been swallowed by this wildfire mm. smoke. <laughs> yeah. The the thing about it, Canada right now, miraculously, it, it, not really miraculously, but somehow, in this past year alone, they've had 10 million acres of forest damaged by wildfires, where in the last 10 years, they had nine million total. So what's going on up there in Canada? Very S- weird. Sketchy shit. I don't know. I don't trust Justin Trudeau. I know he's Fidel Castro's son. I don't know what that does to his policy. <laughs> Let's get off this topic before we fucking get canceled. Yeah, I mean it's not really a politics um, podcast. Quite literally the opposite, but not really. Like that's, that's they're they're as smoke. big as degenerates as we are. But that's what we're living with right now is a big fucking cloud of smoke. So thanks. Yeah. Thanks Canada. Yeah, Canada once again yeah. dumping their shit onto us. <laughs> fucking god. Like, is there anything good that we can say about the Canadians? Well, they they do. Ring. Yeah, the Toronto Raptors they have an NBA championship, so it really is a world championship now. Um, do I care, though? Niagara Falls is pretty cool. <laughs> we we share though? that with them. I did go to Niagara Falls, actually, though. I've See what I'm Niagara. saying? It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's just a fucking waterfall, though. Yeah, but it's the biggest. It's one of the is seven, it the biggest? It's one of the seven no. wonders of the world. No, it is not. Yes, it is, too. Niagara Falls. Look up the list of the seven wonders of the world. I'm looking it up. I didn't think it was either. I'm telling you. You know, they always talk about the eighth wonder of the world. That's the thing that doesn't exist yet. Niagara Falls is one of the seven wonders of the world. But I also know there's like seven wonders of like the ancient world, seven wonders of the modern world, seven natural wonders. Like, which one are we talking about here? You're talking about the world, man. The world we live in. I think the eighth... Wonder might be the Denver Nuggets. All right, so I looked up seven wonders of the world. <laughs> yeah. Denver Nuggets are not on the list, but it is a list of at least 20 things. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. Let's just talk finals, I guess. That seems skewed to me, but... 
<laughs> yeah, so, I mean, what we really need to see from the Heat to pick this series back up is exactly what we saw in Game 2. We need to see their role players also having an effect. Usually, you know, I went into this game with a couple bets. Uh, a couple of them won. The one I posted lost. I'm on a terrible Twitter run right now, so you might not <laughs> want to follow me on Twitter, at BumpyBetSlips, but if you are getting in tune with the uh, Funny Guys Money Lines uh, Instagram, at Funny Guys Money Lines, you might find some stuff there. Yeah, man. But I fucking posted a story today, and I asked uh, if anybody wanted a lock for today to slide up on my story. Let me just uh, check the update before I spew about a lost bet. You should put a picture the of The Orioles did on the indeed win 6-3 to three against the Milwaukee Brewers, so that makes me 15-2 and two through the last, I believe, 16 days mm-hmm. and yeah and like I, I said I one person slid up shout out to my boy dev over in Oregon he uh he asked for the lock I gave him Orioles money line he put his fucking faith in me and we're both celebrating now just so, like I said where there's smoke there's fire there's smoke there's fire and there's smoke surrounding the funny guys money lines so ride the wagon till the wheels that's, fall off, baby. It's unbelievable. You are, I you love know. it. <laughs> we're taking turns here. Absolutely. I hope your turn never ends. Thank you. We have um yeah, in game two, we had one, two, three, four, five players in double digits from the Heat. That's great. We had three. Mm. Three in this yeah, last game. Double you and in game it, two. It, it's, it, the point of the game is to put the ball in the basket. You score more points than your opponent. Let me ask you right now, before you continue. Mm-hmm. Does Tyler Hero come back for game four? Do you think they need him? Ooh. I forgot about Tyler Hero coming back. They keep yeah. they keep updating us. They're like Tyler Hero's out for game two. Tyler Hero's out for game three, right. which leaves me to speculate that he's like on the fringe of returning. I say I, bring him back. I, I mean, if he's ready to go, I mean, if you're the Heat, what do you have to lose? I know I said probably a week ago that obviously the Heat their offense seems to open up more without Tyler Hero, but. I as, just as we saw in Game Three, I don't think that they have anything to lose at this point. They need people who can fucking score. They haven't scored points in the playoffs generally. They've been winning based on their defense, right? And yeah, but that's you, the thing. What you're going to defend Jamal Murray and Jokic? No, you're not. You well, got to no, bring in have, some shooters. I mean, yeah. Defa- you can defend Jamal Murray. Guys like Caleb Martin. No. Guys like Caleb Martin, Max Strus, Duncan Robinson. They were all coming together in the past in prior series. This series, they seem to not be there for some odd reason. You would expect Tyler Hero to maybe return with a little bit of vengeance and pop off for fucking what they need, maybe 20, 25 points out of them every game. I would love to see it. Listen, all I want out of this series is a Game 7. Not going to happen. When's the last time we got a Game 7 in the finals? It's been quite a few years, I feel like. It's right? not, not well, going to be this it was When the Cavs came back from 3-1, I think was the last time we got a Game 7 in the finals. I might be wrong about that. Let me look it up. This year, I don't think it's going to be the year, bro. Didn't they lose the next year in seven? Or No, the next year is the year they got swept after J.R. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> J.R. Smith forgot to lay the ball in. Shout out, J.R. Let's oh, see. boy. Um, it's one of two NBA But the thing is, they can know. defend Jamal Murray. In game two, he only shot 44%. Yeah, 2016 was the last time we got a game seven, which was the year they came back from... 3-1. So it's been seven good years. I need one. But the Nuggets, they, they've... The Nuggets are averaging... I can't even do the math right now. Wow, that's kind of... Figured out. Yeah, they're not really scoring a lot of points, man. 104, 108, 109. What's yeah. the average there? 106? Like 106.3? 106.3. 106.3. Yeah. 106.38 per game? Something, Something like that. Like 106 that. and some change. I'll take your word for it. Either way, that... That's all Miami has to do is score 110 points. That's what they did in Game 2. They scored 111 points, and they did it by getting everybody in their lineup involved. Everybody scored. Butler, Adebayo, Vincent, Struess, Kevin Love cleaned up on the boards. Mm-hmm. His typical 6-5, five, 5 to 6 points, 10 rebounds. You know, And, and then he's, he's pushing the ball up the floor as well. When Kevin Love gets a rebound... He has this type of court vision like an NFL quarterback, yeah. and he can kind of really fire the ball in there. It's Imagine like Kevin Love as an NFL quarterback. I would love to see that. How tall is he? Six foot ten. That might would that probably be the tallest quarterback Yo, in the history of the game. So this is interesting. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, 
you guys know that they've been going every three days for the finals. Yeah, yeah no, they, it's, we got a two-day. Friday. They're starting to do two games now. We got Friday and then Monday, and then it's back to Thursday. Well, Monday's three days. No, Friday to Monday? Oh, yeah. I'm, but, yeah, we got two, two days <laughs> right. in between yesterday and tomorrow, which is cool. One last day to win. Yeah, wait. for sure. That's dope. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's kind of strange <laughs> to come back to the East Coast and play those two games. I don't know if that's an advantage or a disadvantage for Miami either. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. And, oh, that's what we were on before was that coming from Denver, playing in Denver, being in Denver for an extended period of time, so they were there nine days, right, after, be, after sweeping Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They go back to Denver. They wait nine days to play. They play, wait three days, wait two days, oh, wait, yeah, two days to play their next game, and then they go down to Miami, so they had two whole weeks up in Denver. Do you think that kind of, they when they come to Miami, they have fresher legs than they do back home? I think it's really just a matter of the Heat pushing every series to six or seven games, it's catching up to them. Like, the Nuggets have They've been played able, a lot. Compared to the Nuggets, yeah. who have just been able to kind of sit back and chill. They look chill. fresh. They yeah. look fresh as fuck. They played a lot, and they played the play-in. Right. Which I felt benefited them in the first round. Yeah, for sure. You know? It pushed and them past who it, they needed to to get to the finals. Do you think it, it would benefit the Heat more if they played all the games in the series in Denver just so that they could get acclimated to the altitude? Cause <laughs> 100%. I feel like by, the time, by the time they get acclimated, back to Miami... Like I don't really know if they if they're gonna have a great chance on Monday. Yeah, I I mean you would hope that they don't go down three one and then they got to go back to Denver. That would stink. I would hope. Hunter would hope. Yeah, you would hope. You have a future. It looks good. They're <laughs> they're really low balling you on that cash out option, but I agree. It but is that is what it is. It is what it is. I'm not taking it anyway. I'm not a cash out bitch. <laughs> fuck do I look like? I mean, that's the temptation, man, and that's the thing about gambling. You always have that temptation, and that's what, that is exactly what you're doing right now. Listen, bro, I almost you're, cashed out for a dollar today on my Orioles. But bet, you didn't. But I didn't. You shouldered the temptation, Absolutely. and that's what you've done throughout this run. You've showed control. No cash And outs. you've looked at the long odds and said, fuck you. So you see the temptation come at you, you dodge it, that's the devil coming at you, you're bobbing and weaving, and you're being controlled. You're, I'm, I'm so proud of the, the gambling stretch that you're on right now. <laughs> it, it, it needed to happen. Do it, you think the Nuggets win Friday night I in do. Miami? I do. The script says so. What's the spread? My well, script. Your says script so. says so because you're I, you you are three for three right now, and you just have the Nuggets winning outright. Um, well, you I have, have the them. Nuggets winning the next game, game four, and then the Heat winning game five, and then the Nuggets closing it out in Miami in game six. That's my script, and I threw that for plus ten thousand on Fanduel. to win a hundred, which exactly. is perfect. Come on, it's a dollar to win. What more do you want? What more do you want? That's a fun lottery ticket. Absolutely, yeah. it is. That is fun. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. You were asking something before. I was. Yeah. What was I asking? You definitely got cut off. I don't even remember. It was not even a minute ago. Think. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't remember. What's your prediction for Friday then? Oh, oh! I was gonna ask what's the spread. Oh, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, you actually, have, you yeah. did ask what the spread was. I did. I, I got it out so. of my mouth hole. It, you did. I think you did. It's, it's not. It's minus three and a half for the Nugs. Yes. Yeah, it's minus three and a half at Caesars. I'll tell you what it is on Fanduel in a second. The same line as uh, it was going into the game prior. My, I got that spread at minus two and a half. I was riding for the uh, game three on the Nuggets. My brain is telling me Nuggets, but my heart wants to see. The series tied at 2-2. Yeah, I need the series to extend. I really yeah. do. If the Nuggets go up 3-1, it's a foregone conclusion. I mean... He, he, I mean, they go back to Denver, they have a great, great chance. But the the thing about that is that Miami is... Like, it's a series. You oh, can't it's, get, you because can't. Miami has shown that they can win... In Denver, you can never count out Miami. They were—they're the only team to beat Denver at home this year the, in the playoffs. The other weird—that th- was the first game three that Miami's lost all playoffs. Also, I don't think people understand how crazy it would be for an eight seed to win the championship. Yeah, I think people seem to forget that the Heat are an eight seed. 
And they're only the second eight seed to ever go to the championship. I don't, we didn't forget that the Heat were an eight seed all season, though, because we are all playoffs, though, because it's we kind of counted them. I counted them out. We all did. I mean, you had the Knicks beating them because obviously, of course, like, of you know, but even before that, they played the fucking Bucks. Yeah, I didn't think they'd make it past the Bucks. I don't no. think anyone did. And they demolished the Bucks. 4 1. one. Ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, Giannis was out for a couple of those games. That's still very impressive. It's Im- I'm not. Yeah, it's definitely impressive because even when he came back, the Heat were winning. So, what would um, what would be more surprising though? Like, what, that's a that's a great perspective. What would be more surprising though, the Miami Heat winning this championship, or the Minnesota Timberwolves being in the finals against the Bucks and then winning the championship? Um, I think the Timberwolves winning a championship would be more surprising. Period. I agree. Yeah, because Jimmy Butler's been to the finals, right? The Heat have been to the finals very recently. For the Timberwolves to even get there would shock me. And they've got some talent, but I don't know. I don't know if their management's ever going to put it together. I think that that would put Anthony Edwards on the fast track to being one of the best of all time <laughs> if, the Timberwolves, if the Timberwolves were able to win a finals. I mean, dude, just get him out of fucking Minnesota. Put him on a good team. No, you can't get him out of there. You gotta just build around. Somebody's got to talk to A-Rod about that. Yeah, he's a star, dude. He's the owner, Aaron Rodriguez, or Alex, Alex Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah, I have an A-Rod jersey. A-Rod, shout out A-Rod. There's two A-Rods. There's two. Yeah, and I just mix them together. Aaron Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and Alex oh. Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, who's Aaron Rodriguez? <laughs> uh, so no eight seed has ever won an NBA championship. Never. Never. Knicks no. came close in history. I, I yeah, I think um, I think that the Heat can cover that spread on Friday. I think that yeah, it definitely was an effort thing. Nobody else besides the stars were getting up shots, and everybody's got to have a chance. Can we get Duncan Robinson some some looks again? Can wh- what can we do to replicate what happened in Game Two? That's limit Jamal Murray because you have to just really limit Jamal Murray. Nobody else is scoring. Aaron Gordon is their third leading scorer, and he puts up 11 or 12 points a game. Michael Porter Jr. has gone absolutely missing. Two points, five points, 14 points in game one. He's gone. He's He's, lost. He's not built for the moment. He's lost. He has, his shots aren't falling, and then he's just refusing to take another one, so. Maybe his back's acting up. You know, they always have a double-digit scorer coming off the bench. The Heat just have to match that. Um, I mean, Gabe Vincent needs to move the ball around a little bit more. And yep. They all kind of need to move the ball around a little more. Uh, everybody except Max Struess. So if you could he pick, can shoot more. Yeah. Please. If you could pick one player <laughs> on the Heat who needs to step up and do a lot more than they've been doing for the Heat to win game four, who would it be? Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero. Yeah, I was gonna say Jimmy Butler. Tyler <laughs> Hero, that's interesting as well. Yeah, I need All forty answers. more claps out of you, Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's doing his work. On the I need forty more claps, thirty high fives, ten more warm up shots before the game starts. Let me get fifteen um, out of babies. Look, realistically, <laughs> realistically speaking, I do have that future one dollar to win a hundred with the Denver Nuggets winning Game Four. But um, as we saw in Game Two, the Heat were adjusted. They were mm-hmm. able to adjust as I had predicted. They were able to adjust to Denver. I think going back to Miami, you would have maybe expected them to have, you know, be adjusted when they get back to South Beach. That's their fucking home court. But they weren't. I think that it might just take them a game to settle in, as we saw in game one to game two. Right. It could be the same situation for game three to game four. And I don't think the Heat spread is a bad bet. But if I'm going to be betting on it, I'll be taking their money line straight up. The Heat. I don't know what the yeah. odds are, but like... Yeah, it's it's short. A, it's a, like a, plus a 116. A, half, a two and a half spread doesn't entice me enough to take that. I'll be I'll be taking the money line for odds, and yeah. I'll be calling it a day. And plus I honestly, 136. Yeah, I might actually take that. Me too. I might take that. I like the Heat. I love the Heat. I really like the Heat. I still like the Heat. They punch back. You know that's the thing about them. That's what I was trying to say. I'm not good with my words, but obviously bonkers. <laughs> they punch back. They but punch back. Unfortunately, the problem is is that 
if they are that punch back team, you can only punch back your way to a game seven and lose that game. That is true. Yep. So, but at least Nick gets his game seven. I think, like I said, we all want the game seven. Yeah. How could you not want a game I, I, seven in I, the finals? I'd Come rather, on. I'd rather just have my hundred dollars in game five. I want. Well, then they might have, they might as well just play <laughs> one fucking game like the Super Bowl. Here's what I want it to Agreed. come down to. Here's Agreed. what I want it to come down to. Do it. I want it to come down to the final possession. The Nuggets are up one or two, and Jimmy Butler has to prove to everybody that he's that guy, and he goes out there and just hits a buzzer-beating shot, don't care from where, to win. Takes the shot. Takes the shot. Whether it goes in. You know, whether it goes in or not, whatever. I want to see the ball in Jimmy Butler's hands at the buzzer. Yep. I don't want to see it in Jokic's hand. I don't want to see it bam out of Bio's I think hands. if it comes down to a Nuggets last shot, it's going to be Jamal Murray with the ball. Oh, it has to be. I, I would hope so. Has like the be. Kyrie Irving step back three on you, Steph Curry. Oh, yeah. Dude, Jamal Murray just like does inhumane things on a basketball court. It's weird. It's ridiculous to watch that man play he's basketball. He's like an alien. He's, yeah, he's an alien. I he's, think, a, he's a unicorn. I think he's making an MVP run next season. Yeah. Regardless of Hot. the fact that Jokic is on his team, Hot I think team. we're gonna have. I think we're gonna have two MVP, two MVP candidates from the Nuggets. Oh my God! If they go out and have thirty point triple doubles every night, it's gonna be like Shaq and Kobe. I mean, and, and Jamal Murray doesn't even have to do that to be considered uh, MVP. He could average thirty two points a game with in today's NBA. I'm if Joel Embiid is averaging thirty three points a game, I'm about to say something crazy. Let me hear it. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamal and Jokic when it's all said and done, are going to be better than Kobe and Shaq. When it's all said and done. When it's all said and done. Not yet, because they don't have the rings yet. Let's see. Yet. Let's see. prediction. They're both young. If they stick together and stay healthy, yeah. (laughs) I mean... No. No? No. Why not? No. Nostalgia purposes? Is it the rings? You don't think they're going to win three rings? Maybe. Yes. I don't think that the Nuggets win the rings that Kobe I don't think they win three either, but imagine they get two and they are playing on the level they're playing on now for a while. Are they better? I don't think Jamal Murray is better than Kobe. Jamal Murray is 26. Jokic is 28. Five years. You have five years to eat your words. Okay, but do you think if the Nuggets win two rings compared to Shaq and Kobe's three... It's not. It's still not a discussion. And they're playing at the level that they are now for a while. Are they better? Do you put? Do you put? Okay. Here's a, here's a separate question. Okay. When it's all said and done, do you think Jokic will be considered better than Shaq? Oh. All, all time. Yeah. See, there's the there's the discussion to be had. That's uh, the thing. Obviously, Shaq will be looked at as the more dominant presence. Down I think low. that's what makes Shaq his greatness. Yeah. But Jokic can do so much more. I know that's the so thing. So much more. Yeah, but why doesn't anybody ever talk about Oscar Robertson then? I don't know. You know, we so talk about ago, we talk about Michael Jordan. We talk about Kobe Bryant. We talk about LeBron James. I think it's just we don't talk about that era because everyone thinks that there wasn't. There were plumbers and electricians talent. playing defense on these people, dude. It wasn't fucking. Wilt Chamberlain was playing now. against Oscar Robertson. Wilt Chamberlain yeah. was playing against plumbers and electricians. I mean, <laughs> there were a lot and of Bill people. Russell. And Bill Russell, Bob <laughs> Cousy. Yeah, Bob Cousy's the goat. But I think that's why. I think it was just too long ago. But what what was your point in saying that? Why don't we talk about Oscar Robertson? Right. These guys. Exactly. He's a do-it-all type player, right? Just like Jokic is. Like Jokic, Jokic has to stamp his name. You know, it, it, something has to happen where Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic stamp their names in greatness like, like the Shaqs, like the Michael Jordans, like Kobe Bryant. You know, there are so many great players that have played in the league mm-hmm. that don't get that pedestal that other players get because of the star power they had behind them. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, like, Allen Iverson is years bigger than handfuls of players who played great, scored great, and had championship rings. Is there, Because he was Allen Iverson. Yeah, is there another duo in the league that has a bigger contention window than these two guys, though? That will be competing for championships longer. Specifically, a duo. A duo, yeah. You almost want to say Tatum and Brown, but there's talks of them leaving yep. each other, right? 
As if they're gonna break up. Luca <laughs> and Porzingis. Yeah, but they they left each other. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That would have been great. Yeah. Man, if Porzingis played the way he did this year, well, it was I. I think I've already touched on that before, but I. I man, that that would be a great duo. Um, the Euro boys. Latvia's in Europe, right? Yep, yeah, sure is. Yep. There you go. Latvia, Eastern Latvia. Europe. Um, man, I'm really racking my brain on this. What's, What's going on? Yeah. What's, What's going, going on, on with you? Uh, I'm thinking about contention windows. I'm going through literally oh. every single team in my mind. I don't think Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Ooh, no, no, they are not on the level of Jamal and Jokic. Well, no, but I they have a window. Anthony Edwards mm. has a chance to be on the same level as Jamal Murray. Yeah, but it's all said and does. But Carl Anthony he still Towns has a few years behind Jamal, obviously. I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is anywhere close to Jokic. No, we we know what Cat is, and he's a really good player, but he's not Jokic. Yeah, and and who knows what the Bucks are? You want to say almost uh, Antetokounmpo and Middleton, but Middleton's getting older. Yeah, and old. I was thinking that, but it's yeah, middle Antetokounmpo and Antetokounmpo and Antetokounmpo. Yeah, Thanasis yeah. is Thanasis. developing greatly. Yep. Well, I mean, you don't really need. He'll come along. <laughs> do, you, do you need anyone other than Giannis? Right, Giannis and Antetokounmpo. Yeah, that's that's the duo. <laughs> nah, but I agree. That's a really good. That's a really good take. I think Thank I don't you. think there is anybody with a larger contention window. No, they're they've got a good five, six, seven years. You know, just yeah. don't split them up. Jokic is twenty eight years together. old. Yep, keep the good pieces around them, and I think they'll compete for a long time. Man, I think they have potential to be Ooh. another dynasty. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about aliens because Jamal Murray was an alien. He is an alien. But did you guys see the aliens from Las Vegas that happened last month? No. They just released a bunch of body cam footage. Like uh, UFOs? Like what Yeah, talking? so they have body cam footage of UFOs, and then there were police reportings, dozens of them, of people seeing eight-foot creatures in their neighborhoods. What? Yeah, they dude. have footage of the creatures. No footage of the creatures, which I find weird. But footage of the cops going around. They see the UFO. Holy shit! And they start to ask people, "Did you see something down here? Did you see something down here?" People are like, "Yeah, man, it's fucking crazy." Blah blah. How come like Nevada is is this hot spot for like alien activity? The desert, right? Is that it? Like Nevada and like New Mexico. Yeah. Isn't that where Roswell is in New Mexico? I don't know where Roswell Area is. Area fifty one. Oh, because the Air Force bases, right? I think it's in Nevada. So there are all the Air Force bases, and there are probably some. um, There's probably some really great developing technology over in that area. Would you rather your team win a ring, or you find out that aliens are real, but like they're not a threat to us, and it's really cool? I'd rather my team win a ring because I know that aliens are real and they aren't a threat to us because if they were a threat to us, they'd already kill us because they're old, much, much older and more developed than our species are. So, Hunter, ring or aliens? Ring. <laughs> I'm a Knicks fan. I need it. Uh, I might... <laughs> I, here's how I tear it. You I already want, have your answer. I want... I have my answer? You don't know my answer. I, What's my answer? Hopefully it's the same as mine because I just explained to you that aliens are real. I would take my football team ring. I'd take a Lions ring first. Yeah. And then I'd take aliens are real. And then I'd take a Nets ring very close behind that. You want the Lions to win more than the Nets. I love the well, I love the Lions he more than I love aliens. I value than... football, and then I yeah. value aliens. And I'm with you on that. <laughs> I love basketball, but like if al- if we had the alien news come out, dude, that would blow my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm with Bump. I already know they're real, so I put Giants ring, Knicks. Ring. I believe they're real. Too. I'll give give me. A, <laughs> give me. I just want the proof. Give me a 28th Yankees ring. I don't give a fuck. I, I need to look at these. My teams. I need to look at this ring. footage out of uh, <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's fucking great, man. <laughs> I need to get another beer. I don't know, man. Yo, the, the um, smoke, the smoke has me woozy. Let me tell you guys something. Voodoo What's Ranger up? needs to sponsor us. Nick made a comment of it earlier. Every podcast that we have done so far, you've had a Voodoo Ranger, the Juice Force, the Orange Can. Hello. I know, I know you're aware. Are you there? Voodoo. Oh, I know, yeah, I'm aware. All right, we're gonna take a quick break while Hunter uh, re-ups on his beer. We'll be right back with you. And we're back. 
Hi. Yeah, no, I was mentioning how the smoke had me woozy. That's why we ended up talking about aliens. My window's open. The smoke from Canada is probably pouring in yeah. to here. We're breathing in smoke from the air. And, and only the air, no other source. Where there's fire, there's smoke. Yeah. And where there's fire, there's also more fire. Yeah, and where there's fire, there's Canada right now. And there's also a tournament going on in Canada, the RBC Canadian Open. That I was touched masterful. on. I t- <laughs> you guys didn't even let me get to my transition. I was going to say where there's fire, there's fire, and I'm sitting right next to Bump, who has an absolutely fire golf bet out right now, but you guys didn't give me the fucking chance. I like Bump's better. When yeah, whatever, fire, Bump. Take the Canada. fucking lead like well, you always do. It is what it isn't is. Isn't that what I do? I, I thought that... No, you're the lead guy. Go. I uh, thought golf. I don't know what just happened there, but we all got our lines out, so we're fine. Now, now we did. I'm, 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 I'm satisfied. We got our lines out. Yes, I am on an absolute. <laughs> listen, here's the deal. This is keeping me afloat. This absolute golf heater I've been on, where I've hit on uh, outright winners before the tournament has started. It started with Emiliano Grillo. Emiliano Grillo. Yep, down in Texas, he gets a huge win, and then last week. Um, last week we had, wow. <laughs> so Nick has one of the gnarliest blood blisters we've ever seen. Wow, man. Got that while we were playing basketball. I don't know why you had to show that to me. I just wanted to throw you off. I wanted to see if you would keep going with your, no. your thought line. Not with that type of foot. Reaction. Go. To his foot? Yeah. I threw up a little. You want to see it again? Yeah. Oh, there's debris on it. Why aren't you wearing socks? I don't wear socks while I'm chilling in my home. You're just a fucking piglet, dude. <laughs> do you wear socks while you're relaxing in your home? You're Generally, yeah. Yeah, I do. That's crazy. I got cold feet. <laughs> and I don't want to, you know, fucking walk on the ground, get my feet all dirty, take a shower and yeah, shit. Yeah, there's like debris all over the bottom of my I'm feet. Barefooted, I'm barefoot in my slot. <laughs> There's a nasty blood blister. <laughs> That's all the tree particles. Um, <laughs> holy fucking shit. We got an extra special episode this week. Oh, yeah, we super special. Smoke. Yeah, no, it can't be good for us. I'm feeling quite asphyxiated. Not the um, Charles Schwab Challenge ended with Emiliano Grillo taking away the win. Uh, the Memorial Tournament ended with Victor Hovland taking away the win. Um, Victor Hovland was at plus 2,200. Um... $5 free bets. I get these from Dinger Tuesdays. You know, so I throw a quick $5 on a couple guys that I think could win. I told you guys Sunday with the RBC Canadian Open coming up that lines weren't open yet, but a huge a bet that I'm going to take is Corey Connors, the native Canadian, who is now sitting in first place, five under par after his round. He's in a four-way tie for first place, but I think that Corey Connors, out of all these guys, is at home. Chasson Hadley... Um, who the fuck is that? He's American, doesn't belong in Canada, come back home, you don't want to be there, he'll be home after tomorrow, mark my words. Aaron Rawl, some guy from Scotland, whatever. Justin Lower, he's going to have a lower score tomorrow. Corey <laughs> Connors, the Canadian, is at home, riding first place. Um, he was also at 22 to 1 odds, so that'll be a nice $100 winner. If that would, if Corey Connor comes through and wins, that's seven hundred dollars in golf over the last three weeks. That's you can't insane. keep getting away with this. <laughs> that like, is what insane. is going on. I love golf. That's just what it is. Look at my T-shirt. I'm wearing a Nike. Says golf. I'm wearing a burgundy, um, or would this be maroon? Probably more of a maroon. I would say maroon. I don't know what burgundy is, but that's certainly burgundy's maroon. more brown. Yeah, it is more brown, huh? That's right. more red. Stay classy, San Diego. Who's the dude from the Anchorman? Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Yep. Who was actually a white man, not a brown man. Nah. That's I wonder true. where they came... He wore a burgundy jacket, though. Ah, uh, was that the... A okay. burgundy sports coat. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm wearing a maroon Nike golf shirt right now because I fucking... Yeah, I love golf. So, another thing that I love is the NFL. And we have a lot of, a lot of, like, the NFL season is approaching, and you know it is because news is bubbling. More and more news every single day. Things are happening. Yes, everything is simmering. DeAndre Hopkins just visited with the Titans this week. Oh, I want the Lions to sign him so bad, dude. Yeah, you need a receiver. You sort of. No, you do. For at least for the first six weeks. 
Yeah, that would help. Jameson Williams, so, huge I, fan of the podcast. I think right now huge the Lions fan. are a playoff team. <laughs> yes, but I think you did there. I think if the Lions were able to get DeAndre Hopkins, that would move them from a playoff team to a fringe contender. Yeah, fringe. I like the I term already, fringe contender. They're already fringe contender. Because I would love to say that they would be a contender dead on with DeAndre Hopkins, but you never know. You, you never know, know, especially with the team that hasn't been there. I think so, I would consider the Chiefs. The Eagles, for some godforsaken reason, the Bengals, and maybe the Ravens, Super Bowl contenders right now. Am I missing anybody? Bills? The Bills. Eh, I, I value the Ravens a little bit higher than the Bills. I agree. Year. I agree. I rank them a little higher, but I think those are like the four solid contenders. Jaguars? No. Anybody outside of that? They're fringe contenders. They're fringe. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if they're even fringe no. contenders. They're definitely first-round winners. They're yeah. kind of doing the same thing as the Lions. They put together like an unexpected little run last season. They did some cool things. They're on the come up. Yeah, for some reason I feel like I feel like Detroit's expectations are much higher than Jacksonville's right now. It's because yeah. of all the media coverage they're getting, dude. Uh, Detroit? Yeah. yeah. Dude, oh, I'm everybody. not even talking about that. I'm just talking. I'm just saying everybody's on Detroit's cock. Like, yeah. Everybody's expecting them to do well this year. And, like, the media is doing no, no, uh, they're doing every favor they can for the Detroit Lions and pushing that agenda. Right. Which, in turn, does them no favors. It puts a target on their back. Yeah, absolutely. People are going to want to play them hard. Yeah. They're ready for competition, though. They play nah, hard. Yeah. They've played hard even through all the shit years. MCDC's yep. there. Mm-hmm. He's ready for war. Is there a more beloved coach? Than MCDC? League? Yeah, by their own fan base. I think that's a subjective Bill. question because I would say Brian Dable. Bill, yeah. Bill. People love Dable. People love Dable. People love Peterson down in Jacksonville. Sean, um, Sean McVay. You know, maybe Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Mike Tomlin. I, I hate Bill Belichick. Did you guys say Bill? I did. Yeah. <laughs> bye, bye, Patriots fans love yeah. Bill. Well, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Giants fans. Eh. You gotta love Bill for just I like. Respect Bill. Look at the media that you get out of Bill. What are you talking about? We beat you guys twice in the Super Bowl. We're on to Cincinnati. That's not even. That's not even what I'm talking about. Was, yeah, Why would you even talk about the Super Bowl? I'm was, not even fucking talking about that. that. That's all you fucking Giants there. fans do is bring up those two fucking Super Bowls. And that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the media that Bill Belichick gives you, and you bring up the two fucking Super Bowls, the only two fucking Super Bowls that you've had in the last two decades. You guys want to know how to piss off a Patriots? Jesus fan? Christ! I'm talking about the way he talks to the fucking people in the media. I'm talking about the videos you get to see of Bill Belichick being a cheeky old man. He's just a fucking grump, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Now you're turning me into a grump. <laughs> the fucking Giants fans, some of the fucking, like, let me just hang on to this, you know? No, they got hell. pictures They got pictures of their high school sweethearts in their wallets, even though they're married to some lady that they met in some fucking dive bar in, in Yonkers. Hey, That's the type of fans hey. that... It's okay. Fuck! You, 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 you guys had a perfect regular season. It's okay. I don't even. Oh, it's. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Right? You lose some, definitely. Mm-hmm. Lose one. So, so, DeAndre Hopkins goes, he visits the fucking goddamn Titans. <laughs> Dalvin Cook today was released. There are talks. It's not official yet that he's released. Oh, wait, before you go to Cook? They might be trying to leverage for a trade. I saw that they were going to give it until sometime in the afternoon on Friday. Until And if they couldn't find anything before then. You're, you're talking about Cook? Then okay, before Cook. we go to Cook, yeah. real quick, is there a team more desperate for a wide receiver than the Titans? Yeah, I mean, they seriously, have, Burks, looks, Burks looks like he could be a good receiver, but who else? Yeah, nobody. Nobody, and that's the thing. When they traded A.J. Brown, that was so surprising because it made their shocking. offense They made their offense completely one-dimensional. That was they such put a everything on Derrick Henry's back. The Bears? Yeah. yeah the, Bears the Bears are pretty Well, we got D.J. Moore, Moore, though. Oh, that is true. I forgot about that. But, yeah, I mean, outside of D.J. Moore, they don't have much. got Claypool next up after that. Yeah, and Claypool, he's okay. No, Claypool's shit. okay for a number two. He's a yeah. big body. That's really, like, that's what he is. But anyways, Dalvin Cook, yeah, so we got the news of an eminent release. Yeah, he, and he Cook. wants to play in Miami. Is that true? I saw they're the best odds to sign him are Miami. I don't think they, I don't necessarily think that's, like, something they're going to go after, though. Why, like, though? They already have They've a They've got backfield. a couple of good 
Yeah, backs and are running they... backs that McDaniel's familiar with. They've got Moster. Who else they got back but there? But they're guys. Come on. The other guy from San Fran. Come on. I'm not saying that they're better. I'm just saying like. You have the chance to sign Dalvin Cook, and you're talking about fucking Mostert. Well, listen, the your... reason he got released is because of all the money. He's still going to want money. Yeah, so, yeah, like, of course. Do you break the bank? I mean, it's not really but, breaking the bank, but do but you spend that money on Dalvin Cook when you have a couple guys that you've known you like? If you're the Miami Dolphins, yeah, you got better in the offseason. You signed Jalen Ramsey. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. This Voodoo Ranger's taking control. <laughs> um, why would you man. not go out and at least have a conversation with Dalvin Cook when you're... Because you got I, three dude, proven I would, guys. I would consider the Miami Dolphins to be fringe contenders right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that. yeah, fringe. Is, very fringe. Is it Dalvin, all is on the fringe of Tua. If they are able to maybe do business with one of these running backs that you guys say that they have on their roster right now that are proven and whatever. It's Mostert and it's Hasty and who else? It, it's Hasty's it's not there anymore. Chase 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 there. No, neither of those guys are there no more. It's oh, Ra- shit. Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds who played so under McDaniel. Wait, wait, so Mostert is there? Yes. You just told me neither I got the. I got the... No, you said fucking Hasty and... Mostert. And, I said uh, and, Edmonds. Right. Oh, so I'm, I got the depth chart right in front right, of me. I'm going to go over go. it. Two, the first two guys played in San Francisco under McDaniel and are proven backs, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeff Wilson, yeah. Ah, I did forget about Jeff Wilson Jr. They also have Miles Gaskin, who's always caught the ball out of the backfield well. Yeah, he's butt. He's, he's always hurt. <laughs> he's it, butt. But Jeff Wilson's pretty good. Mostert's a very good running back. Mostert's also always hurt. And they also have a fourth back. Out of Texas A&M. Oh, H.A. in the draft, yes. right? Yeah. He was like the third-ranked running back in that class. I don't know, Bijan man. And Gibbs. I think you got to have a conversation with Dalvin if you're the Miami Dolphins. I completely disagree. I think that's ridiculous. I, who's to say that Dalvin Cook isn't the one thing that puts I don't think it's edge. ridiculous either, though. It because Dalvin Cook, team, but... Dalvin Cook... Dude, he's thir- a top-five running back in the league. 1,300 all-purpose yeah. yards the last three seasons. Yeah. He's been in the last four Pro Bowls. Out of... All of the free agent running backs, none of them have done that. And also, out of all of the active running backs, he's one of the few, I think it's three or four running backs that have been in the last four Pro Bowls. So this brings us to the topic. Okay, so take Cook and Mostert, for example. Is it worth it as a team to spend the money on upgrading from Mostert to Cook when, in my opinion, I don't think there's that big of a skill gap there. I think Cook is definitely better. He's a very good back. But I don't think the difference between Cook, a top five probably back, and Mostert is all that much. You're crazy. They have 18 wide receivers on that team, dude. I don't think they're really focused on running back. That's a crazy take. If you don't think that there's a gap between Mostert and Cook, a sizable gap. Oh, there's there's a little gap. Minimal. Yeah, Cook is a star. Mostert's a guy. Come on, dude. I don't think it's that big of a gap. I think when you're talking running back, when you're talking success at the running back position, yeah, outside of those guys who provide, um, like a booster passing game, like CMC, Kamara, outside of those guys, they're just pure running game. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is one of those guys. I think it relies mostly on your blocking scheme and how good your line is. Right. I think it's way more about that than it is about the talent of the running back when you're talking just between the tackles, you got to get some yards. Yeah, and, and Miami's rushing game was not top-notch. No, it wasn't great. And that's the other, that's the, exactly what I... they don't have all pro running backs. They have guys. So you really think that if they sign Cook, that's going to take them over the edge? I'm not saying that. I'm saying game? they've... Why not? Why not take the chance? Because they're right on the fringe right now. Yeah. If they if they go out and they sign Dalvin Cook, who's to say they don't make the Super Bowl this year? They could. They absolutely could. They could make the Super Bowl this year without him. I think it would. It would. I'm not saying it wouldn't improve the team. It would improve the team. We'll come back to that because that was a crazy take. No, I just think I, that. I, I think, think that just that proves our point. Take. I don't think no, it's no, that that's crazy. Not, that's not what I meant. That's I think that I just proves our point. That's not what I meant. It's not a crazy take. Like I think they could too, but like it's crazy to say it out loud that we're talking about the Dolphins maybe going to the Super Bowl. And I think Cook would definitely improve them. But my point is that I think that money is better spent. At a different position. You think about other positions where the gap between these top guys and a mediocre guy is just so much more. What do the Dolphins need? 
I don't, I don't know, but I don't like that. I don't like the way we talk about money, because that's the problem that's going on with running backs. We're talking about Dalvin Cook, yeah. the guy who was supposed to take the torch after Adrian fucking Peterson on that Vikings offense. You know, he, he put in great years for the Vikings, and yeah. now they're just casting him aside once he's expensive. That he should be expensive. Up. Look at everything that he does for you. Like I just said, the last four Pro Bowls, 1,300 all-purpose yards every fucking year. That's what he gives you. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. Yeah, he gets hurt. He just had another off-season surgery on his shoulder. That shoulder's yeah. been a problem. He was healthy all last year, he though. Plays, he played all 17 games. played all 17 sure. games, and this is how they're thanking him. Like Ezekiel Elliott getting shipped out of Dallas. Another like this is, These are your guys. These are your legacy guys. It's the theme of the league right now. It's a not... <clears throat> wow. Holy cow, this Voodoo <laughs> Rangers really doing things for me. Please at least give something back to us, Voodoo Rangers. This it, is what we're going to get. <laughs> it's a lot of advertisement for one podcast. <laughs> that is the theme of the NFL right now is to not pay running backs, unfortunately. And uh, you got the highest paid running back in the league, CMC, over in San Fran making $14 million a year. $14 million. Well, for a guy that in, turned that franchise around. In comparison to other skill position players, that is by far the least anyone is paid. Yeah, but, By position. but here's the thing. If you're a team, I agree that it's fucked up that Dalvin Cook does all this for you and he doesn't get rewarded for that. On a moral level, that's kind of messed up. But if you're looking at it from a business level, why would why would you spend all this money on a guy who's great, but like you can see the signs of like wear and tear coming, like he gets these injuries, he gets off-field surgery. Why would you spend all this money on a new contract for him when you have a guy who doesn't have that much tread on the tires, who mm-hmm. you know is good, like Alexander Madison? Right. Every time he gets touches, he looks good. Right. Not so much. And it's year. not a huge sample size, but... They must like him if right. they're going to cast aside Dalvin Cook. And that's and and that's exactly what it is. I don't You're talking about investing in a product. Yep. You know, and I'm talking about investing in the player. They're looking at trage- trajectory. They're looking they're at trajectory, at. and I'm looking at legacy. And you're right, but. From their point of view, they're also right. Exactly. It's, it, it, you swing the sword both ways, mm-hmm. and it makes the same cut. Mm-hmm. I do not think that the Vikings make the playoffs last year without Dalvin Cook. Bro, they don't win that game Plain against the Colts they don't win without more, Dalvin Cook. They don't win more than he seven broke games five tackles year. and rushed for 53 yards to score a touchdown in, in a game where they were down. I think like Dalvin Cook might be one of the most under like overlooked he, players in the league. Look at what Dalvin Cook's been tweeting today. He all the highlights that he puts out from this season, long runs, breakaway speed. Nobody's touching him. He he's shed, that type of running he back. He sheds tackles and once he gets past that first or second yes. guy, bro, he's fucking he's, boom. His gone. top speed he's is gone. out of this world. He's still one of the fastest running backs in the league. It makes complete sense for a team to pick him up. I just think that the Dolphins are stacked, and that's not what their focus is on. Yeah, I think it needs to be a team that doesn't have a lot of guys in the backfield. That like, they like the Broncos. I just that's another like landing. Like the Broncos, spot. that'd be a good team. That's another landing spot. They have Javante Williams though. They have one who's better than any running back in Miami. That's have, it. They have a Javante Williams that they didn't really go to. Well, he got hurt last he, year. He was yeah. hurt. So we got to see what. He comes back as was it Latavius Murray was pushing yeah, them through the end of that season. Of year, he looks really yeah. good. Imagine Dalvin Cook in that spot. The Broncos also picked up Frank Clark today. I feel like that'd just be a big fuck you to fucking uh, Javante Williams, though. He's good, dude. Like, yeah, he's I don't think very... it would be because all these teams, you know, unless you're the Titans, you have, and it's a good idea to have two guys that you can go to. A workhorse back is kind of getting outdated in this league, yeah. and for good reason. You want to spread that workload out. You can get more creative that way. You can limit injuries that way. It just makes sense. So if you if you're the Broncos. And you have Javante Williams, especially considering that he's coming back from an injury. You don't want him getting 20-something carries a game, right? Split it up. Give him, I don't know, 12 to 15. Give Cook 12 to 15. That would, I think that would be a is sick it a, combination. Is it crazy to think that the Denver Broncos with Dalvin Cook are an instant playoff team? It's no, not it's not crazy because they have one actually, of the best defenses in the so league good. last year. The more that I think about it, the more that I agree with what you guys are saying. A two-headed horse is obviously better than one. Right. Yep. Right. I mean, look the, at all the best teams running back by committee. Since 2013, there has not been a Super Bowl champion with a top five running back in their roster. Since 2013? Marshawn Lynch was the last top five running back that was on the team that won the Super Bowl. 
You look at the Patriots. Top five according to who? Top five according to statistics. Top okay. five according to according their rushing to yards. Yard. Okay. Okay. So Sony Michelle was top, was in many Super Bowls with years at, with under a thousand rushing yards last year. Um, Isaiah Pacheco leading mm-hmm. leading the Kansas City Chief with eight hundred something yards. And the year before that, uh, there hasn't been a team since 2000. That's 10 years. That's where the league is at right now. You know who my favorite Super Bowl running back is? It's one of your boys. Can I guess? Yeah. It's one of my boys? It's one of your boys. It's Uh one of my boys as well. Played for both our teams. Look, Garrett Blunt. Yup. Yeah. (laughs) I love that guy. He's a dog. He's such a dog. Yeah. The Garrett Blunt is... He's an enigma. He's one of those characters that came out of the... That came out of the NFL. That is just one of a kind. Walks in a shroud of mystery. If you punched this kid on feet, the first thing you heard about <laughs> the first thing you heard about Legarrette Blunt was when he was in Oregon and he knocked the kid out right, right, knocked him out cold on the field. You know, huge suspension and oh fuck this kid, he's an asshole. Where does he end up playing and playing great? New England Patriots under Bill Belichick, the Island of Misfit Toys. Yep. You got an issue, come to New England and we'll sort you out. Mm-hmm. Love LeGarrette Blount. But yeah, everybody's running back by committee. You look at what the Eagles do, man. They, they run out, they, they trot out three, are. four backs, and they just, they don't give a yeah. shit who they're giving the Scott, ball to. They trust Sanders, those guys. Well, mm-hmm. all those guys. And now they have, they still have a great committee. Mm-hmm. They got rid of Sanders, but they just got Rashad Penny. And Swift. And Swift. And, and they, they still, still got Gainwell Boston Scott. And Scott. I yeah. think they still have both yep. those guys. They've yep. got it. They've got. Ready? Behind the best offensive line in the league. They, arguably. Or the Falcons, in my opinion, have the best backfields. The Falcons are looking. The Falcons look real gritty this year. I don't really think Algier is all that great. So, I mean, yeah, I he's you good. got Bajon Robinson, who I was going off about earlier, off pod, saying that he was going to go for 2,000 all purpose yards this year and be an absolute <laughs> phenom. Um, Do you but, stand by those words now, like an hour later? With yeah. a hot mic. Okay. 100%. Okay. With a beer and a half in me. 2,000 all-purpose yards is crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> so many yards. That's he's, a lot. He's there for him though, dude. I mean, bro, the Falcons are going to be rolling this year. I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities because they play in a really shitty conference, or a really shitty division. They play every one of those teams twice. That's six games where they have potential to be up in those games and for Bajan Robinson to just be fed 25, 30 times. Yeah. They do play in the shittiest division in yeah. the league. No contest. Oh, I got to take back my ba- uh, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers future for the year. You're NFC. taking it back now? Yeah, I'm taking it back. I, I, saw, think... I saw the throws in training camp. Oh, Trask and Mayfield stinking it up. I mean, <laughs> both of them... Stinking it up. Both of them not being able to thread the needle on the defenders when the defenders is oxygen. Is it possible that neither of them win the starting job and they, like... Who else is there? I, in I uh, Tampa Bay? Yeah. Um, they might forfeit the season. <laughs> <laughs> just sit it out. They might just sit this one out. <laughs> Yo, where is Calvin Ridley? What team is he on? Jacksonville. In, yeah, in Jacksonville, which makes them extremely more dangerous than they were last year. It sure does. Like now Christian Kirk, you got to worry about Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley. They look good, man. They're lightning fast, both of these guys. They look good. I think Calvin Ridley comes into this year with like a huge chip on his shoulder. Of course he does. I mean... A gambling chip? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about a hundred dollar chip on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, and he's chip. going all in on this next hand. Yeah, which is this next seventeen game season. Jacksonville. Yeah, I I love the way Jacksonville we all love looks. Them. Minus one fifty to win the division is still crazy. That should be minus four hundred. Way worse. Yeah, no, but line. but Anthony Richardson's looking like a guy. Is, is he looking like a guy? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's super word? accurate with the ball that right That is now. the word. Really? Yeah, like... That was the concern the, about him. On-the-move net throws. Like, mm. shit like that. Yeah, I did see those. Yeah, he... And he's huge, bro. And I think the Colts are better than the four wins that they put up last year. I think Listen, they're better than that. I, I was... Uh, two seasons ago, I was very, very highly touted on the, on the, on the Colts mm-hmm. with Carson Wentz at the helm. And Taylor in the backfield. You know, and, and then when Carson Wentz got hurt, the... The whole team kind of went down from there because he continued to play when he probably shouldn't have. But they didn't have another guy to trot out there that could really put anything down the field. So I, I mean, that season just ended up being a wash. I just, 
I like the Colts. I think they play really solid defense. They have the top-paid offensive line. Two years ago, it looked great. Last year, didn't. Yeah. I think with Shane Steichen coming in, with what he did in the uh, Philadelphia Eagles offense, he, with a guy like Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, and you look at like um, Michael Pittman Jr., he's... He's, he's a beast. A, he's a big guy. He's a dog. They have Giants stole Paris Campbell from him. They did steal Paris Campbell. I'm really excited about that. I think he's going to be one of our three guys to start out the year. Someone um, needs to go and steal Matt Ryan out of free agency. Maybe the Bucks should do he's that. He's still. Over I think there? Fox is going to. He's free agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's going to Fox. He's chilling in the pool or CBS. You think he's done. I think he's going to do some sports analytics stuff. Why not? Huh. Well, it was announced that he was going to do stuff during the season, which is kind of weird, but. I don't know. I didn't see that. I think he could be a good veteran backup. I think he could go to Tampa Bay and make Mayfield Trask look like fools. Perhaps, yeah. No, he would definitely <laughs> he would definitely look better um, than what they got there right now. Uh, back to the Denver Broncos real quick. Sure. Because I had their depth chart up when we were talking about the running backs, but a uh, uh, player just added to their depth chart. Definitely their outward star right now, Frank Clark. Frank Clark, Three-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion, free agent, signing from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, definitely makes up for them shipping off Chubb last year. Yeah, I, can't, I was shocked when they did that. I didn't expect that to happen. I, I think what shocked me more was that their defense didn't really take any... They didn't care. They, it, it didn't... They didn't even notice that he was gone. Right. It didn't deter them from playing the way that they did. They still kept up. I mean, they, they allowed 18 points a game last year. But it's all going to come down to Russell Wilson for him next season. Yeah. It's yeah. going to come down to what Sean Payton draws up for Russell Wilson. Do you guys think he still has it in him? Russ? Russ? Yeah. Let him cook. Let's ride. He's dangerous. I don't know what else to say about Russ, man. I, I don't know. He's a weird character, dude. Uh, He's such a weirdo. <laughs> I mean, he really He's is. He's such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Doing high knees on the plane and shit. He looks good. Let me tell you something. He looks he good. He lost about 20 pounds in this offseason. Good. He looks considerably slimmer. He was, he was looking a little pudgy last yeah, year. Yeah, he was. He was. I wonder if that had an effect on him. I wonder what his health was like. Maybe he was nursing an injury. I don't know. He did not look like himself, though. He wasn't moving around a lot. He wasn't on the move throwing the ball, which is where he's the best. And I think that's what Sean Payton's going to do here. I think he's going to have short throws on the run, just like how he had with Drew Brees. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe he just needed a year to get acclimated to that Denver altitude. Yeah. <laughs> we love talking about we the Denver We love the Denver, the dreaded Denver altitude. There's something about being a mile high I just can't stay away from. How high up are we? I think like between like three and four hundred like feet. Yeah, yeah, it's like three. We're pretty close feet. to the sea level. A little hilly, but there, yeah, we are in. Uh, we're I think in a canyon. You, yeah, you said that last week, yeah, right? We're yeah, we're in a fucking it's canyon. It's just a big fucking canyon. It really is. Yeah. It's the Naugatuck Valley. Yeah. yeah, we're in it. It is a valley. We're living in it. I wonder if there was at one point like this massive amount of water that flowed through where we're sitting right now. I always think about like, what if I could go back before civilization touched this area or any area and just like look around to see what mm -hmm. it looked like drone cam yeah drone cam style mm -hmm. bird's eye view show me the water running through the valley running through where my home is do you like drone cams in football games I hate them um they're cool for like some highlights here and there but I don't want to see them all listen, listen I'm old school when it comes to sports yeah don't fucking change them no stop I, changing sports I like the television broadcast the, every like, time a sport is changed it's for the worst except for the pitch clock except for baseball except yeah. for yeah. the pitch clock that is the only change to any sport in the last five years that has been anywhere close to acceptable yeah but if they did if they did take away free throws for the first three quarters and the last ten minutes of the fourth quarter and just gave the points on fouls and technical fouls, I think that would be the greatest change to sports. Nah, because that's just less time that we have to worry about our actual lives. <laughs> we want to extend that as much as possible. Right. Yeah, basketball games are kind of short. Yeah. They're like... 
draw them out as long as you want. Then that even as soon as those games end, I'm like, shit. Fuck, gotta go to sleep. Yeah, I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> gotta go to work. I should just close my eyes right now and forget about all this. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of West Coast fourth quarters that I've been watching that I'm just like, you know, I could just be sleeping right now. I got a hole in my panties. Oh. Hey, now. Wow. It's not in my sack or anything. Right. Hopefully you would have told me if it was. One time, I can, can, I, can I end on this? One time at football practice? It depends what it is. All right, well, I'll tell it, and then you decide if that's a good way to end or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> so one time at football practice, we're doing our stretches before practice, and we're like... We're going down, touching our toes, our legs spread out, you know, getting the old... The groin stretch. The groin stretch, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Kid in front of me, big lineman. Yeah. Tear under the nutsack in his pants, was not wearing a cup either, and I kept <laughs> I kept watching his sack just dip in and out of the hole like that, and it was just fascinating. <laughs> Bro, you know how, like, do you ever have that thought of... Especially when you see people's ass cracks out in public. Yeah. Do you ever have that thought of, does that person not know? They must not know. How do you not fucking know? That's the thing. I don't know how you don't know, but they they must not know. They know. They just don't care. How do you not care? They're used to it. How do you get used to something like that? That's what I don't get. Well, that's the well, age you're, you're old talking question. about like just a little crack. No. I, I, why are, I, fat, why are fat people like, fat? Why are fat people fat? No control. Exactly. You can control. control. Yeah. You can't control like, oh, my ass is out. Let me pull these pants. This is a up. controversial topic, but like, it. Yeah. Bro, you're showing the whole world your ass. You're all right with that. I never understood how people could be okay with that <laughs> shit, man. It's really just befuddling to me. <laughs> They must feel it. They have to feel it. I feel uh, like I know when my boxers are showing. Yeah. Fortunately nah, for yeah. me, I fortunately for me, for the way that I'm built, like I have a stout rear end and Congrats. and sturdy hips. Like uh-huh. you know, you. the V holds up my boxers, so my boxers never slip under. How the fuck are their boxers slipping underneath their ass crack? You know how low your fucking ass crack is. I do not get it, man. I really don't get how these people go around for hours on end with their ass cracks out. You're passionate about this, dude. I mean, these are the type of people that I work with. I work at a factory. We have people uh, that come I see in. What this is we have now. people that come in and service these types of things. But you brought up the balls poking out of the shorts. Like he knows. I think you, know, you brought up. I don't the think balls he knew. Poking out of the shorts. I did, but then he had the football <laughs> story. Okay. I don't think he knew. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> like, because like, how do you know and just allow that to just continually just dip in and out of your hole? Right. You have to, at that point, the first time, let me tell you something. First time I feel my nut through that hole, sorry, coach, gotta go. Yeah. Out of there to the locker room. Just, I might not even say sorry to coach. I might just run. Just leave. Beeline to the Get up. I, I felt my nutsack exposed to fresh air in front of men. <laughs> well, it's men. Just it's not. Football. No, but no, but no. At that football. point, not men. That's boys. <laughs> that is boys. I'm just hanging around a bunch of boys, and my nuts pop out. I gotta leave. I sound yeah. like a boy. This, this is boys pre-puberty. Is yeah. 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 I'd be pretty startled. I just don't get people, man. And that's funny guys' money lines. It's this a is rap. funny guys' money lines. <laughs> Peace later.